You're tuned in to the Restaurant Rockstars Podcast. Powerful ideas to rock your restaurant. Here's your host, Roger Bodwin. Hey guys, it's Roger back at you. And as you know, I am famous for calling this the business of a thousand details. And one of the most important details is staying compliant with your exhaust fan and hood cleaning and your fire suppression systems and fire extinguishers and making sure that everything is ready to go and you have no potential fire hazards in your uh, restaurant. It's amazing how often fires happen, especially in restaurants. This is a high-risk business. We have fry layers. We have grease everywhere. We have different staff. Some are good cleaners, some hate to clean, and everything in between. And this is where the hazard lies. If you have a fire in your place, you might be covered by insurance, but will that insurance cover loss of pay to all your employees so that you don't lose that staff? You know, your restaurant might be down for a couple of weeks or a couple of months, depending on the severity of any potential fire. And, you know, staff have to work. They're going to move on to the next place unless they're paid. And you're essentially giving them a paid vacation. Not every insurance policy covers for that. But nonetheless, this episode is chock full of preventative measures. And we're not just talking about fire protection or suppression or hood cleaning. We're also talking about sprinklers. We're talking about grease trap cleaning. We're talking about, you know, battery backup systems and, you know, hood belts that can snap in the middle of the night, in the middle of a busy shift. But here's a company um, that handles all of that, and it gives you peace of mind and protection against all these potential hazards or downtime in the restaurant. I'm speaking with Michael Crafton. He's the CEO of a company called Nelbud, and it's amazing. They've got some high-profile clients, including the White House, the Pentagon, major casinos in Las Vegas and Atlantic City, and I understand they have customers in 23 different states. These are restaurants that they service, and we're going to talk all about compliance. We're going to talk about the services they provide and also transparency, what to look for from your service provider. And if they can't provide you digital documentation of everything they're doing, often when you're closed in the middle of the night and they're performing this service, then you should move on to a service that does. And here's just one such service. The company's called Nelbud. This is a really important and exciting episode. I'm glad to host it. So listen on. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, and these are engaging topics that help restaurants build their brands, rock their profits, deliver amazing guest service experiences, and also best practices in the industry. Today's episode is really important. I'm speaking with Michael Crafton, who is the CEO of a company called Nelbutt, and they are one of the nation's largest service providers of kitchen exhaust hood cleaning and many other things that we're going to get into this um, episode about. Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, this is a very uh, relevant episode because everyone in the restaurant business who, you know, has cooking equipment of any kind is literally, um, you know, having a, a major potential fire hazard out there. And unless you're complying with regulations state by state, whether you're cleaning your equipment on a regular basis, I mean, disaster could be around the next corner. So I'm really happy to have you on the show Michael, can you tell me if you're familiar with any statistics of, you know, about fire prevention and the vulnerability of restaurants with risk? You know, the insurance agency, the insurance companies and the industry, they track everything from a risk perspective and fire in restaurants has got to be huge and and right up there. Is there anything that supports that? 
Absolutely. So um, th there's multiple different statistics that I think we uh, track and follow, especially since uh, we're in the life safety business and we want to prevent those fires, but also protect if the fire happens. Um, and there's typically between six and 10,000 restaurant fires a year that are reported, uh, some of which don't go reported. Uh, and 63% of those fires happen because of some sort of cooking um, accident. So a flare up or um, you know, a grill gets out of control. Uh, so I think it was, what's really interesting about that is fires are actually happening every day in the kitchen. Um, and sometimes you hear about them and sometimes you don't. That's a really scary thing. And there's so many different people that work in kitchens and some people are clean and some people are messy and grease is just everywhere all the time. And we're not just talking about the hoods. I mean, we're literally talking about the friolators and the spatter that happens and everything that, you know, falls to the floor that could potentially flare up, catch something on fire. So your company provides a complete service and we're going to talk all about that. But Let's talk about um, what would happen if a restaurant has a fire, and if it's a major fire, I mean, sure, you're covered by insurance, and you'll, you know, chances are you'll get your place rebuilt, but the biggest thing right now is the labor shortage and how challenging it is to find and keep a great staff, and if you have a fire, if you're down for days, weeks, or months, you're going to lose your staff because they can't afford not to be paid. They're going to move on to something else, and there, where are you? So there's another reason to stay on top of this. Michael, let's talk about compliance and the importance of hood cleaning and the compliance in this industry, if you would. Absolutely. So uh, the, the hood cleaning industry is, is managed and governed by NFPA 96. And what NFPA 96 is, is it basically lays out um, what the uh, requirements are at a minimum for uh, cleaning your kitchen exhaust hoods. And one of the things that we do um, during the prospecting process when we're talking to restaurant owners that are looking for a new service provider or new restaurant owners is grease is actually not, it doesn't spontaneously combust. Um, and we use the example of uh, lighter fluid at a campfire. So if you put lighter fluid on the ground next to a campfire, nothing happens. It doesn't just spontaneously combust for no reason. But if you put it on that fire, it goes crazy. You know, for lack of a better term, it blows up. Yes. Um, and that's exactly what grease, grease-laden vapors and animal fats is. So grease won't just randomly catch on fire beyond, uh, I think, you know, that's what people talk about is, oh, my, I'm going to have a fire in my ductwork. What happens is, is a fire will happen at the cooking equipment level. It'll be an a small electrical fire or something will happen that will spark that fire to, to be rushed out of the building through the exhaust fan. And if there's a lot of excess grease in the ductwork system, but you had mentioned it uh, perfectly, if it's splattered on the back wall or just around the kitchen, that it'll catch it and it'll, it'll spread it significantly faster. Uh, so there's, there's two things that are important is making sure your hood system's clean, but also making sure that um, you do the proper closing duties every night and wiping things down and just going through the motions of running a great kitchen. So you obviously have that service checklist in mind that you could share with clients saying, make sure that this becomes part of your closing duties. Make sure someone is in charge of watching this stuff because one, you know, one little um, misstep means somebody drops the ball and you could literally have a potentially disastrous situation, if not a life safety situation. Absolutely. And it literally takes uh, less than 10 minutes a night is what we tell we tell our customers. Um, there's a lot of things you can do um, just from a general wipe down perspective, but we recommend um, taking at least one filter down a day, running it through your dishwasher, which takes you know less than three minutes. And then by the time you get all those uh, pushed through, um, you're basically working with a clean set of filters every week, um, which is actually the number one prevent. It's the number one thing you could do to prevent grease from getting into your system. And beyond that, 
Uh, anyone who neglects this, I mean, the buildup doesn't take very long and it just continues to happen, you know, and the process to clean it is is pretty extensive. I remember when I ran restaurants, we would have people come in and they would come in after we closed at night and they would literally power wash. And I, I was never there to witness it. But what, what I understand, I mean, they would wrap everything in plastic and they'd come in with this equipment and, you know, they would clean out the interior of the hood itself. And as I recall, we would have to run our exhaust fans for like 12 hours after that to dry it out. Does that still take place today or has technology shifted since? Uh, absolutely. So I, I really, uh, Nelbud itself, we, we try to innovate. We're trying to make the process less uh, and can be less of an inconvenience. But uh, that really is what we do. So the hood cleaning industry, no pun intended, it's a lot of elbow grease. Um, some some relatively harsh chemicals that are um, typically uh, EPA friendly, but uh, yeah, it's you, you got to create a clean room environment within the kitchen. So we use plastic to contain the area that we're working in. It's always when you're closed, uh, and we come in with hot water pressure washers. Um, like I said, some some food borne chemical or some food based chemical uh, products, and and we just kind of get in there and scrape, spray, and and remove that manually. Are there tools that, that uh, besides the pressure washing, I mean, can you literally get up in there with tools that scrape and, you know, get rid of the buildup? Absolutely. So uh, we use some, some relatively simple tools you can buy at your local hardware store. I wouldn't recommend crawling up through the ductwork. There's a lot of kitchen suppression type things that you can knock and, and cause a much bigger issue. Uh, but yeah, so we use five-in-one scraper uh, scrapers. We use paint scrapers to get inside the trough mm -hmm. area, which is where your filter's set. Um, and it really just comes down to technique. I, it, we always teach our new people, you know, the first day, the first week, the first couple of weeks, you, you're cleaning exhausted. You're going home soaking wet, uh, grease in your ears. You're miserable. You smell like um, you smell like grease. Uh, and then after a couple of weeks, as you learn where to stand and how to uh, position the, the power washer tip, and there's all these different things, no different than running a restaurant. You kind of get your moat, your, your flow and your, uh, your rhythm, and then it becomes um, relatively efficient. Very cool. Let's talk about service quality as it relates to life safety, because, you know, I'm sure like in any industry, there's opportunity, there's fly-by-night operators that, you know, will take your money and perform a, you know, a totally incomplete or inadequate service out there. But, you know, you really need to trust a professional that's reputable, that has been doing this a long time, that is licensed, all those things, right? Absolutely. So our industry, um, it's a great industry. There's tons of phenomenal service providers out there. Uh, we work really, really hard to hopefully educate uh, everyone in the industry. Um, but it's an, it's unique, right? So we're there in the middle of the night and you owned a restaurant and, and you mm -hmm. mentioned that you had never personally witnessed, which is 99.9% .9 of the operators that we work with from a corporate level all the way down to the single owner operator. So what uh, is very, very important, there are hundreds, if not thousands of companies in every single market that will come in and they'll help get, keep you compliant by using a certification sticker, but you don't know what they're really doing. So it's absolutely critical uh, that you demand um, transparency and proof that they're actually doing what they say they're going to do. And even if you're standing there watching them, you really don't know what's going on above the ceiling line and yeah, really on top of the yeah on top of the roof. Uh, so what what we have done and what we have encouraged even our competitors to do to try to um, consolidate the industry as much as possible is we actually let people watch the cleanings happen live if they want. So you can see our people on the ceiling, you can hear voices, you see videos, pictures, uh, before and after. It's a really, really interesting um, um, proposition. But what's funny is we tell people that and, you know, it's not like you're sitting around the dinner table on Thanksgiving showing people what your hood cleaning looked like, but uh, it's, 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 it's a good uh, liability uh, saver. 
Well, yeah, I mean, we're covering a couple areas here. We're, we're talking about liability and making sure that one, the company is doing the job that they say they're going to do. And now you've got digital documentation. You're completely transparent. Literally, the owner, general manager can watch the process. And you're up on the roof as well. So you're cleaning from the bottom up, the top down, all that sort of thing. And, you know, there's also, you know, uh, the trust factor of having somebody come in after hours and just letting unknown people just wander through the restaurant when no one is there to watch them. So I think that the transparency thing there just gives you peace of mind. That's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I actually looked at a ton of your podcasts, which are also all fantastic, by the way. And I think one of the Thank common you. things I one of the common themes that I grabbed from that, which really spoke to our to pulled my heartstrings, was just the importance of your people. Um, I would say not half of the podcasts that I watch from you is are all about people and empowering and your uh, you know, training your people to do the right thing. And and we, you know, obviously have to do the same thing. Um, and we're a very dark blue collar industry. I mean, we're we're um, you know, we clean grease in the middle of the night and the freezing cold. Uh, so the, the, uh, the, the demographic that we hire from, it's important that we treat them with respect, empower them, but also show them and reward them for, for doing the right thing. And, you know, we look at those pictures, obviously we want to prove that you're getting the service that you asked for. Um, and it really is not just about us. It's about the, the industry, but we want to reward the technicians and let them show us and brag about how good they did uh, at the jobs that they did the night before. I'm really glad you're bringing that up because that's sort of a passion of mine because the staff of any business is the foundation of that business and they are, you know, not only the foundation, but they're making impressions with your customers, your clients on a daily basis and they're either brand ambassadors for your company or not. And let's face it, I mean, the restaurant industry has, is transient and, you know, dirty jobs unless you do give people recognition and, and advancements and, and chances to move up. I mean, that's probably one of the ways that you keep your people and keep them, you know, the, retain, the retention piece is important, the recognition and rewards piece. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. I mean, that, that cuts deep. And uh, I think that's how every restaurant, any business of, of any kind should, should operate, you know. And I think Absolutely. that's awesome because now you've got backup and you can recognize people for an outstanding job because you can watch what they're doing from the, from the office or out in the field, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, especially when you're trying to scale and provide that good experience to the customer. This is the first time I've heard of this because, again, I've had this service completed many, many times um, before I heard of Nelbud, of course. Obviously, I would hire you if you, if you came <laughs> to my state based on the differences here, but they never had any of that transparency. They would just come in in the middle of the night and do the job and... I would trust that they were doing it properly and, you know, hopefully you've got peace of mind from that, but this gives you a whole nother level of security. I think that's amazing. Absolutely. How often do you recommend that hood systems be clean depending on the volume of customers and traffic and, and all that sort of thing? And not just hood systems, but, you know, your equipment in general and do you provide those services? Absolutely. So uh, the the code for uh, exhaust hood cleaning is relatively subjective, which is really unique for the fire uh, industry in general. So um, for things like your kitchen suppression system, your extinguishers, your exit lights, the sprinkler system, things that we talk about here every day, uh, the, that's a very objective code. Meaning it's on a schedule. You can't you can't sway from it. Um, it's every six months to a year. It is what it is. Hood cleaning is relatively subjective, and we're, it's really relying upon the authorities having jurisdictions. Uh, we call them AHJs or fire marshals. Um, and then, so inside that code uh, in FPN 96, and it's all over the web, uh, there's a chart, and it basically says the type of cooking that you do. You know, there's some you know charbroil, uh, wood fire grills, pizza ovens, fryers, um, and then there's a how uh, long you're uh, how long are you open. 
Um, I would say uh, from an industry perspective, the, a general grill, like a bar and grill, uh, is probably quarterly, depending on their volume. Yeah. Um, the least amount you can clean is twice a year. But what it really comes down to is like what you said is liability. And I think that yeah. what people tend to forget is the soft costs. So the hard costs are obviously the cash you would pay to have it, to have it performed um, four times a year, two times a year. But it's the soft cost um, that you lose from branding, um, kind of guests, uh, perception of, of your kitchen or, or your, your business if you're not taking care of it. Uh, but more importantly, your staff. I mean, God forbid your staff uh, goes to a competing restaurant and um, stays, you know, after you're closed for a couple of weeks because the average fire costs about thirty six to thirty seven thousand dollars in real money. Um, but I would almost say it's a six figure uh, issue when it comes to just branding. Now, I know you provide a lot of different services and we're going to get into that in a moment. But before I ask that question, I'm just curious because you have people on the roof and they're getting into your hood systems. Is a routine inspection of a fan belt part of the service? Because I once had a fan belt break and all of a sudden, you know, one minute it's spinning and the next minute it's Saturday night at seven o'clock and the belt breaks and it's like, oh my God, right? Suddenly you've got no exhaust going up the chimney and you're going to smoke yeah. out your dining room and you got to get somebody on the roof with a, with a spare immediately. I mean, that seems like yeah. another profit center for you or at least another feather in your cap if you can provide that service. Yeah, so you're, you're, you're speaking to my heart again. But uh, yeah, so it, it's funny. Uh, and that goes back to the hard and soft, soft cost. So yep. um, so fan belts, they actually design those to go out on Saturday nights, just so you know. I thought uh, it's so. Built in, <laughs> yeah, it's built into the rubber, yeah. Um, so we, we change and check belts uh, at every single cleaning. Um, we literally, I mean, it's like $20 for us to Beautiful. change it while we're there. Uh, we leave one inside the, the housing just in case. Um, because it, it's going to be a two or $300 service call on a Saturday night when it's yeah. busy. And again, the hard cost is the two or $300 service call. The soft costs are guests walking out and your employees being upset. So um, th that is one of those things where we say, listen, what, it, what are you paying to have it done improperly? And then how many times does your fan go down? How many times does your chef uh, complain? How many guests have complained? All that stuff. So. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad you, I'm glad you, uh, you have that service because once again, my last provider didn't do that. And you'd think it would be part and parcel of what they do because it's a natural extension and it's literally value added to the service you're already providing. And part of our process is we actually take a picture of the belt every time. So mm. you will actually, so if we do change it, you'll see bad belt about ready to break and the new belt on your pulley system in your fan. Or if we don't change it, you'll at least see why we didn't change it. And that's very prominent. And um, that's a, actually a big part of what we do. It's a very, it's a good value prop for us. Now, what other services? Let's talk about some other things uh, besides hood cleaning. I mean, you've got a whole battery of services that are all important, that are all somewhat related, right? In terms Absolutely. of we've, we've talked a little bit about suppression systems. Does your company install Ansel systems and all that sort of thing and suppression, not just inspect them? Yeah, absolutely. So we, uh, we specialize in uh, compliance and life safety. Uh, so what the way we describe it is... Um, uh, protect or uh, prevent and protect. So we prevent fires from getting out of control by the hood cleaning. Uh, we we uh, protect the system if the fire does happen uh, through uh, kitchen suppression system uh, inspections, installations. So Ansel's a brand. Um, you know, Pyrochem's a brand. Amorex is a brand. Uh, so we do in, uh, installations, repairs, maintenance, and we also do um, grease trap pumping from yeah. a compliance perspective. So everything we do is meant to consolidate all your compliance-based services uh, onto one uh, customer platform. So you don't have to call three or four different people and all your paperwork's in the right spot. 
our customers love the fact that when a fire marshal shows up and says, I want to see your documentation, mm-hmm. um, they literally just click our, our uh, favorite, uh, their favorites in their Google and it just, everything comes up. There's no passwords because uh, we have it memorized through the link system that we provide, but it's just an easy way to conduct business. Well, that's again, it's all, it's all an extension to the services that you're doing. So another thing comes up, fire marshal inspections happen. They happen routinely, but unexpectedly most of the time Random. and they find things because they're, they're, you know, they're obviously looking for specific hazards in your restaurant. You could be fined if you neglect to fix certain things. And this is the business of a thousand details. And I know you've heard that in many podcasts before yep. because it absolutely is. And I remember, you know, all the different exit signs and exit lights throughout a restaurant and they all have battery backups. And, you know, those batteries literally last only so long. And then all of a sudden your light goes out, even though it's hardwired, it's the battery that's kind of running it, you know? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. is that another service you provide? Like you're wandering through and is there a way of testing the batteries so you know how much life is left in them and when you recommend changing those batteries? I mean, these are all little details, but they're all important details. Absolutely. Um, it's, I'm very impressed. It's remarkable um, how in tune you are with just the, the life safety and compliance side of a restaurant. So exit lights are uh, extremely important. It's, you know, we look at exit lights and fire extinguishers especially. It's kind of like insurance. Nobody really knows they're there until you need it. Um, so exit lights, uh, we encourage our customers to actually, there's a there's a little button on the bottom. So if you push that button and you hold it, you know we do it for 90 seconds because that's the code. Um, and there's also a 90 minute test, but you just yeah. push the button for ni- uh, for a few seconds, and if it lights up, then you know it's it's working. Um, the battery testing to see how much life's left is a little bit trickier. Yeah. Uh, you, need, you need tools for that. But at the end of the day, uh, if you're having your exit lights inspected like you're supposed to from the, a reputable company. Uh, once a year, um, there's no reason for that they will ever go out unless there's this massive power surge. Uh, but what we do is we track what we call assets within our customer portal. So we do the first time we inspect, we we um, basically draw not draw a map, but we map out your entire floor plan. Uh, we know where every exit light is. We know when it was inspected last, when the batteries were inspected, uh, when we replaced the batteries, what type of battery, and that goes for extinguishers, the kitchen suppression system. Um, and, you know, data is king these days. And you've talked a lot about data in your podcast. Uh, we're, we are getting to a point now where we can accurately predict some of your hard uh, dollar costs um, over the course of, you know, five to 10 years. So when we come out, um, there's all these code related tests you have to do that just kind of come out of nowhere, like 12 year tests, um, six year hydro tests, all these different things. We can actually help you budget for some of these um, compliance issues years in advance or at least prepare you for that cap- capital expense over time because we're taking the data that we're getting from your restaurant and actually utilizing it for your good. What about alarm systems, sprinkler systems, that sort of thing? Those seem to me to be very similar to, you know, the nature of your business. You also do those things? Absolutely. So that goes into the protect side of our business. So um, hood cleaning and kitchen suppression are are very similar in the sense that um, they're hood related. Uh, Sprinkler systems is is basically water-based suppression. We provide uh, sprinkler inspections um, throughout most of our offices, as well as fire alarms. Fire alarms are extremely technical. Uh, it's basically these days. It's ma- basically a computer. <laughs> the, uh, it's a it's a computer system that's tied into a, a dispatch board. But um, anything from uh, sprinklers to fire alarms, kitchen suppression. We do special hazards. Uh, we do fire extinguisher. Uh, we do all kinds of training for what to do if a fire does happen. Uh, we teach people what fire extinguishers are for and what they're not for. 
Um, and we go through closing checklists as well to kind of keep a, a safe kitchen. All that stuff's included in our service. Yeah, I mean, it's one thing to have fire extinguishers handy, but it's another thing to have your staff prepared and trained exactly how to use them properly, depending on the kind of fire you might have. And, and I know that was really important to us. I mean, we had, we had some specific training that happened for us just to make sure people would be prepared. I mean, you know, you got to be prepared for the unexpected, I guess. Absolutely. Are there still two kinds of sprinkler systems? I remember there was a wet system, a dry system. Can you explain the differences and if even that's relevant anymore? Uh, yeah, it's relevant. So there are two different types of systems. Actually, there's probably more than two, but uh, a wet system and a dry system. Uh, a dry system just means that it's still a water-based suppression system, mm-hmm. but the piping doesn't hold the water. It actually gets rushed through uh, when a sprinkler head gets gets broken. Uh, a wet system means that water is actually sitting in that pipe waiting to be uh, oh. waiting to be utilized in case something happens. Mm-hmm. So it just depending on um, the type of uh, uh, when the building was built, what type of system was installed, it will really depend on uh, if it's a wet or dry system. Uh, and there's all kinds of new technologies um, through from sprinkler systems to exhaust hood ansel type systems, which is, again, a brand um, that is trying to eliminate the, 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 the likelihood of it going down, um, but also to try to eliminate the hassle of um, uh, parts and pieces that are becoming obsolete. Now, I recall, you know, we were in a winter climate and my restaurants were primarily at ski resorts and they were seasonal businesses. And I remember having to find room inside the restaurant for, I think they were five 250-gallon tanks or even maybe they were larger, these big plastic chambers that held the water. And I was curious because we obviously can't put them outside because they would freeze, but can they be buried in the ground permanently if you're in a winter climate below the frost line and you don't have that issue, but then it still has to go through the piping? I mean, there's some challenges to being in a winter climate and having a sprinkler system with no room to put the tanks, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so what I would say in that situation is uh, everything's possible. I mean, we, we can we can get creative. I mean, space is, you know, space is king, really. Um, a lot of our customers are always struggling for square footage and they don't want to utilize it for things that aren't making them money, uh, which we per- completely understand. So we can get really creative and depending on the use case, um, and it sounds like uh, you had a, a seasonal business, but maybe there wasn't um, you know, adequate water coming to your business, building in the off season. Um, it, we, we can design something that would work in the space constraints. Now, maybe that's put above the ceiling line. Maybe that, like you said, buried. Um, and that's something that one of our designers would put together. Fantastic. Now, you have some very high-profile clients that are very impressive. You can count the White House and the Pentagon, casinos in Las Vegas and Atlantic City, and then you've got restaurant client customers in 23 different states. How long has your company been operating, and how did you land some high-profile clients like that? Absolutely. I appreciate that. Uh, So, Nelbutt's brand is 38 years old this year, Um, started in 1981 on the boardwalk of Atlantic City uh, back in the heyday. Um, and it, it's, uh, over the years we've gone through multiple acquisitions and we've done a, a, some, a bunch of mergers. Um, and you know, one of the things that set us apart, so we're the largest, uh, privately held uh, exhaust hood cleaning company in the country. We have 40,000 addresses that we service every year. Um, and one of the things that's really helped, uh, us expand geographically, but really make sure that we're providing the exact same service every time in every market in the country that we're in as we're the only ISO 9001 certified company in the world for this industry, uh, which has afforded us a lot of really great um, long-term loyal contracts for, like you said, uh, the United States government. So we do the Pentagon, Air Force One when it lands, uh, White, the White House, casinos, every NFL stadium, not every, pretty much every NFL stadium on the East Coast, uh, and some of the largest, most popular restaurant um, 
chains all the way down to I'm looking out my office window. There's a, a Vern's barbecue shack across the street uh, that we provide service for. So um, our mission is uh, each one of our offices is, is its own little um, you know, cost center and business, no, no different than a multi-location restaurant. We empower our people to be ingrained in the community. And, you know, we aren't, um, we present ourselves as a luxury brand because we want to make sure that we're providing a right service at a fair cost so you don't have fires and, and have problems. But uh, each office is in, in charge of kind of building those relationships with, with uh, restaurant owners and managers uh, across the country. So I'm hearing that you serve clients from a broad range of, you know, financial and cash flow situations. Some of these systems can be expensive. Like if you were to install a sprinkler system, I mean, you're in the tens of thousands of dollars there. Do you provide any financing services to, you know, clients? So we have multiple partners that we work with um, that, you know, we trust, uh, that we know treat treat our uh, end user with with uh, respect. And there's pretty reasonable interest rates. But so we uh, we have a, we have programs where, um, they'll finance it for uh, for the for the end user, um, so they'll get the product that they need. They'll get an install, and then they'll get a little bit of um, cash flow funding at the end. But we, yeah, we we don't in, in do that in house, but we have um, two and three different programs that, depending on the situation, the amount, um, the restaurant's kind of uh, history is you know, we'll refer them to. Fantastic. Well, this is a real one-stop shop for all these critically important systems within your restaurant, folks. Michael, is there anything that we've missed today that you'd like to talk about or cover that uh, yeah. either missed asking you or you just want to talk about either the industry itself, the situation, the processes, procedures, or you know anything that's relevant to uh, the discussion? Absolutely. So um, our industry, it's a great industry. There's unbelievable people that are out there working hard every day. And obviously there's bad apples everywhere. It doesn't, it's not just our industry, but I think for us, it's extremely important that we properly communicate um, uh, on both sides of the fence. Um, You said it perfectly. There's a thousand details. Uh, Our detail just so happens to be in the middle of the night. So it's even more obscure. Um, And and one thing that we, uh, I think are proud of is the fact that we communicate the way, um, individuals want to communicate. So whether that's our employees uh, internally or that's our end user customer base, um, we don't force everybody into a box and make you pick up the phone and answer a phone call to confirm an appointment. Uh, we have multiple options for texting and chatting and email and you know we have chat bots and we have all these really great, um, you know, we do Twitter confirmations, whatever, whatever the end user really wants. And I think that if we can open that for the industry's perspective, open that communication line uh, and just have that mutual respect. I, I really do think that goes a long way. And I think it prevents problems in the future. So you probably have, it sounds like you have a tremendous amount of employees based on the number of clients that you're serving. But as part of your service, um, I, I don't want to speak for you, of course, but you provide estimates on site. You come and you look at a, uh, a new client situation and you can make recommendations and specific um, you know, solutions to whatever you see as being a potential hazardous issue and other things that aren't hazardous? Do you do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, one th- one of the things that's unique about our business is we have to physically uh, inspect and observe every single uh, kitchen system that we uh, provide service for. So there's no cookie cutter. You know, if you have a, a 10 foot system, it's 500 bucks or right. two foot systems, 100 bucks. And the reason for that is a, a restaurant on First and Main, on the corner of First and Main, uh, that's a standalone building with a you know standard roof, one story. Um, that same exact brand or concept with the same hood system could be on Times Square at the bottom of a 150-year-old building with 50 stories. Uh, so we actually go and um, it doesn't cost anything to the uh, to the, the, the customer base or the prospect. But we actually go in, uh, we do a full system analysis to make sure we understand what the system has. 
Uh, we walk them through the things that they may have never even knew existed, access panels, uh, hinge kit needs, which all these you know random terms. Uh, we walk the angels you through it and we actually give them that information. And we, we literally say, if it's not us, make sure somebody pays attention to all these little details and nuances that you may not have known exist because those are integral parts of the uh, of the entire process. And if they're not being done right and you're not getting transparent pictures and they're not getting in the ceiling and they're not going on the roof, uh, there can be uh, dangerous situations. We don't win every um, prospecting um, situation, uh, but we almost, and I'm being a little bit funny, but we almost always get a call eventually. <laughs> That's so Because of that transparency, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting the different variety of clients and situations that you service. I mean, I would expect that after all these years that you've been in business that you've seen just about everything, right? <laughs> Literally everything, yeah. I would think so. And you're obviously in a position to recommend a complete overhaul or a complete new fabrication of a, you know, of an exhaust situation that's just old, tired and you, this is this is just too dangerous and we won't even service it anymore. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you know, we, we can get pretty creative. I mean, like, so we're the, no, but as a company is innovative. Um, you know, we, we change depending on market conditions and we're, we're constantly trying to try out new technologies, but as long, I mean, the exhaust system is relatively simple. As long as your duct work is uh, intact and it's mm -hmm. welded all the way through. Right. Um, and it's, it's a big hunk of metal and the, the hood itself is, is, uh, in decent shape, which is also a hunk of metal. Um, switching your exhaust fan is, I mean, it's a couple thousand dollars. It's a lot of money, but at the end of the day, you'll save tens of thousands over the course of a, a three or four years um, with HVAC costs and all these soft costs. Um, and then you're, you're, you're the only other part of that whole um, exhaust system is the filters itself, um, because you can't even open if, if your if your kitchen suppression system isn't um, up to code and and new. I mean, you'll know pretty quickly because the fire marshal just won't let you open. Uh, or they'll they'll shut you down pretty quickly, and we'll always uh, get, stay out in front of those things. And um, but yeah, the recommendation side, and and we, again, the transparency that we have because we truly want to be a partner. Uh, we don't sell anything; we consult. And if you end up using us, that's great. Um, we give you the information you need down to the product code, so you can give it to anybody in your market to see if if we're um, being uh, honest and truthful. But also, you can price check. Well, this has been a tremendously important episode, Michael, and I really appreciate you being a part of the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. And if our audience is interested in checking out uh, the service, please head over to www.nelbud.com. And that, of course, is spelled N-E-L-B-U-D. Are there any social media handles you want to throw out that I could put in the show notes where people can follow you or, or reach out in any other way besides the website? Yeah, absolutely. So we're uh, most actually almost all of our employees are on LinkedIn. Um, you can search Nelbud in, in the LinkedIn source. I've, our our Instagram um, uh, name is at Nelbud9. Um, so at Nelbud9, which goes for Twitter as well, um, okay. which which follows our phone number eight five five Nelbud9. Um, and we, uh, we 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 routinely do post LinkedIn is probably we're most active on LinkedIn and then um, Instagram and Facebook, but. Um, where we encourage anyone to come to us for information. If you're not in our service area, we absolutely uh, love talking and helping people. We're, we're expanding uh, relatively rapidly. Um, you know, we're in 23 states now. We have 20, 20 branded uh, in-house offices. We're not a franchise. So um, it's just an exciting time to, to be a part of Nelbud. Fantastic, Michael. Thanks so much for being on the podcast. Everyone, thanks again for listening. This is the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. We will see you in the next episode. Signing off. 
Thanks for listening to this episode. You know, we try to cover a wide variety of topics that are a benefit of, you know, restaurants in general and things that owners and general managers and hospitality professionals should pay attention to. Not only are we covering, you know, leading restaurateurs across the country and chefs and best practices, but we're also talking about the important details such as fire protection. So I'm glad you listened to this one. You know, I've been working with a lot of clients lately, and I keep finding the same situation, and it all comes down to the most important marketing piece in your restaurant, the menu. And it's one thing to put a menu together so that, you know, your customers have variety and appeal, and it looks great to them, and there's something for everyone that's going to please them, hopefully. But do you really pay as much attention to profit as you should be? Let me tell you what I'm talking about. I've identified the fact that there are so many restaurants out there that are designing menus and the profit difference in each category, let's talk appetizers, is sometimes dollars. And every time you're selling a lower profit appetizer, you could be losing a potential profit of $5 or even more because those lower profit appetizers are more popular sellers. I'm seeing it time and time again. On the entree side, it's even more scary because the entrees now have a huge spread difference. And let's face it, you could be losing $10, $12, $15 in potential profit every time you sell a lower profit entree versus a higher profit. And here's the kicker. You're paying your kitchen staff good wages, expensive wages, the most expensive wages in your house to prepare everything, not just low profit, but high profit. Why then wouldn't you design a menu where every single item contributes a very similar if not equal profit in each category. And this is absolutely possible. But I've identified this trend now and I've worked with a number of clients and they're losing hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in lost potential profit and it's time to go back to the drawing board. I've worked out a formula and a template and I can analyze your restaurant menu and show you exactly how much potential profit you're losing and where you're losing it. And it's time to go back to the drawing board, folks. So if this idea intrigues you, please reach out to me. I'd love to talk shop with you free 30-minute consultation. We'll talk about, well, your menu or any other challenge you're having, and let's see if uh, you could potentially work with me. I take on a limited number of clients every quarter, and I've got a couple of opportunities for a new client. So if this intrigues you, again, reach out to me, Roger, R-O-G-E-R, at restaurantrockstars.com. And either way, I'd just love to hear from you and talk about what keeps you up at night. Thanks for listening. If you like what you're hearing on the Restaurant Rockstars podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. We've got some great reviews there, and people really like what we're offering. And if you have any suggestions for a topic or a subject or someone I should be talking to, or if you can even make a recommendation for a great guest, please also reach out to me, roger at restaurantrockstars.com. Thank you again for listening to the podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Restaurant Rockstars podcast. For lots of great resources, head over to restaurantrockstars.com. See you next time.